Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Witness Docs from Stitcher. A note to our listeners before we get started. This story contains descriptions of assault and sexual violence. I'm Natasha Del Toro, and this is Verified. You know we've tried to be there for key moments for the women as their investigation unfolded. And as they worked to bring Dino Moglio to justice. So we sent Dan Bloom, our senior producer for this podcast, to Padua to be there for the final arguments and the verdict in Dino's trial. I've asked Dan to help tell this story. Hi, Dan. Hi, Natasha. Good to be with you. I'm so glad you're here because something really weird happened before you even got to Padua, right? Right. So in this moment, everyone is preparing to go back to Italy. And Kate and Maria had already been there in October in 2018. That's when they testified in court, stood out from behind the curtain, pointed at Dino Malio and said, this is my rapist. So they had to wait like eight months between October and June when they would go back to Italy, hear the final arguments and the verdict. So Kate was planning on coming in from Montana by way of England, and Maria was showing up from Portugal directly. And everyone's kind of getting ready, getting the travel plans set when we heard like a bombshell bit of news that we weren't expecting. And the reporters had to tell us that Dino might actually be released early might be free while we were there. Wait, what? How is that even possible? Trust me, the prosecutor on this case, Giorgio Falcone, tried to convince the court that this should not happen. But it didn't work. So Dino was then scheduled to be released from prison two years early, at the beginning of June 2019. And that's just three weeks before Kate, Maria, and the reporters were supposed to go back to Padua for the final verdict. At this point, the reporters knew they had no choice but to tell Kate and Maria this news. And that wasn't going to be easy. So the reporters got everyone together on this video call. I was also on the call, and I recorded it. It was a hard thing to schedule because of all the different time zones involved, and the connection was not amazing. So it was hard for us to hear each other and to communicate. Hi, Maria. Hi. Hi. He's going to finish to serve the amount of penalty uh, for the previous uh, trial for the Australian minor, Crystal. And so this penalty will end uh, on June the 2nd. And uh, it's very likely that to that day he will be freed. They looked like they had just seen a ghost. They were absolutely stunned. And I can understand that because 
I mean, how would you feel, right? You're about to go back to Italy, and just before the last leg of this incredibly long journey, you find out, yeah, your rapist is actually going to be free at the same time that you are returning to the scene of the crime. This phone call was especially difficult for Maria. I think it's pretty shocking that he is going to be free. I didn't know that was going to happen. I thought he was having six years in jail for the Australian girl. That's what I thought was happening. I think it's a bit scary that he's going to be out of jail. Because I think it's really probable that he's going to keep doing bad things. Before, he always found a way to do this. I remember Kate was trying to process the whole thing in real time. I I know it's just part of the legal system, but it just seems so obvious that he's like a a profound threat to everyone. Um, And just the, the notion of him fleeing, I mean, he's an international threat in that respect. So I guess to me, I just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I don't have the words because it's so astounding that there has to even be an argument <laughs> to say, um, let's consider this to see if we should um, let him go or not, especially because he's violated house arrest before. And as Maria was saying, he's always found a way um, to immediately become a predator again after after being caught or after being threatened. So, um, yeah, I'm angry. <laughs> and it's terrifying. Wow. If this was me, I'd have to think about canceling my plans. They were scared for sure. I remember this news changed the entire feel of the trip. I mean, it used to feel like, yeah, we're going to go and close the book on something, like fly to Italy and and close the story. And instead, suddenly it's like, oh, no, maybe this is actually the beginning of something that we're not totally prepared for. So we knew he was going to be free. But the next big question was, okay, but was he going to be in Padua in the courtroom with us when we're there? Basically, all options suddenly were on the table with this new news. Like, it threw everything into question. Because Dino being a free man and us being back in Padua was not a scenario that we'd prepared for. So I completely understood why Maria specifically was so reticent to go back. And I remember these voicemails that she was sending Cecilia at the time. They were emotional. Cecilia... I don't know. I think I'm having a panic attack. You know, I I'm thinking about the worst. I'm so scared of going there. I I wasn't so scared until now. I was just nervous, but now I'm feeling really scared. I'm sorry, Cecilia, if you can talk to me a little bit, okay? But I don't want to annoy you. You don't have to call me now or whatever. Just let me know something soon. Okay, bye. That gives me chills. I can really hear the fear in her voice. But she and Kate still decided to come? 
Well, the thing is, if you know these two women, Maria and Kate, you know just how high their level of dedication is to tell the truth, to tell their stories, to see this man put to justice. So they listened to the reporters, they trusted them, they believed that they would be able to be kept safe if they did put their trust in the reporters and see the trip through. And eventually they decided, yeah, we're doing it. We've come this far, we're not gonna give up now, despite the threat, we're going back to Padua. Okay, so you all arrived to Italy, What happens when you get there? So we all flew into Venice, Kate, Maria, and myself. And we were all scheduled to land within an hour of each other, which was good. So we had a nice moment of acknowledgement when we finally saw each other on the ground. It was like, okay, we're here. We're in solidarity with one another. We're safe together. We're going to be good. Now let's go and get in a taxi. You all knew that if this court date went the way you wanted— He could go away for 14 years, which is basically one year for every woman that we know he assaulted. So tell me about the ride to the courthouse the next day. It was pretty tense, and even though it was kind of awkward, like I I knew it was my job to take out my phone right then in this big moment and start recording. Kate, where are we going right now? Uh, We are on our way to the tribunal. Um to hear the defense make their proposition, I guess, for um, Maglio's sentencing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling a little nervous, especially because he might be there. Yeah, I'm also feeling very nervous now that we're on our way to the court. Uh, Could you you stand between him and Maria and me? Sure. Is that possible? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if he would try anything. I just want to feel that there is some barrier, if possible. If that's not too much to ask. Not at all. Okay. No, no. So, just want to make sure you pick that up there. Kate is asking me, basically, to be her de facto bodyguard. How did you feel about that? Well, first of all, I'm not trained for this. I'm not a martial artist, so... And I don't do jiu-jitsu. So it's not like I'm trained to be a bodyguard in any way, but I am about six feet tall, and so I could be a good blocker, I suppose, for them in this particular moment. When I took this job, I was fully aware that part of my responsibility would be to ensure that the people who I was with, especially the women in this case, could feel as safe as they could possibly feel. So in that regard, I was actually really happy to be able to play that role for them. I will say, though, that nobody wanted to see him in that courtroom. I'm, I'm just really hoping that he won't be there. At least today, it's our first day. Yeah. yeah. But we will see. I mean, he, his lawyer is the one who is speaking today. Yeah. So he could very well be there because that's who's representing him. Yeah, sure. But then again, that would require him to travel from the south of Italy to be here today and also Friday. So I'm not sure if he'd be able to stay here, you know. So I'm not sure. But I think we should prepare in case we do see him. Yeah, sure. Something tells me we're going to see him. I feel like we will. Even though I don't want to, I think that's what's going to happen. Well, I think the best way is to not show 
fear because we're winning in this, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, it's a bit hard, but we have to. Yeah. To think that way. Yeah. I don't want to cower from him. Yeah. Because he's powerless. Sure. In court, I think that would just be that wouldn't be smart. such a stupid yeah. move. I think we should be very close now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you arrive to court, you're finally going to find out, is Dino Maglio there? So we get out of the cab at the courthouse in Padua. It's this big, grand, granite building. And it was super important for us to be there on time, right at 9 a.m., because we didn't want to miss anything that happened in this courtroom. So we go through security, we turn right, and we walk up to our specific courtroom. I open the door for Kate and Maria to walk in. At first, I, I didn't even look who was in the front of the room. I, I just went in. Yeah, Maria said, he's here, he's here. Then I was walking, I, I looked uh, to the side and, and I saw him sitting there. And it was terrifying as the first time I, I went inside the courtroom in October. I kind of looked and then I took her hand and... We went and we sat down, and I tried very hard not to meet his gaze, because he doesn't deserve that. And, um, yeah. So we go into the room, Kate, Maria, and myself. We sit in the very center of the back row that was set up for spectators. And Malio is in the very front of the room, just sitting there with a baseball cap and jeans on, talking to his lawyer, as casual as can be. And I'm looking around like, all right, so Malio's here, we're here. Is there a security guard? Is there a cop in here? No. Then the prosecutor, Falcone, walked in. And as he walked by Kate and Maria, he kind of like looked back and did a double take because neither he nor Dino nor anybody there really expected Kate and Maria to be in the courtroom that day. They kind of upended everyone's expectations and we felt that. Why were they so surprised to see the women? Because they weren't required to be there. They didn't have a formal role left to play in these proceedings. They had already testified back in October. And during that time, it was Falcone who actually invited them to come to court and testify. And because of that, the Italian state had paid for their travel and the prosecutor's office had organized the whole thing. This time around, they had shown up in Italy on their own 
and they didn't think to call ahead and let anybody from the court know that this was going to be happening. There were a bunch of other cases on the docket that day. So when we walked in, there was actually another procedure going on that had nothing to do with Dino's trial. And because of that, the atmosphere in the room was a little bit chaotic, kind of unsettled. It didn't feel like we walked in and it was immediately official. And out of that moment, we noticed that Dino was in the front of the room kind of playing on his phone. And then the head judge absolutely exploded at him. We were looking at each other like, what just happened here? He was sitting there very casually staring at his phone and swiping through a bunch of apps and opening them and closing them. And I wasn't, I couldn't tell. I was too far away to see what he was doing. And, and I didn't notice him take a photo, but uh, Falcone, the prosecutor, at one point stormed over and there was this big, tense kind of um, conflict of some sort. And um, Falcone was... was pointing at Maglio's phone and like Maglio was holding it up and there was all this conversation. And then it was clear from what the judge was saying. She started to, to be very, very, very vocal and was very incensed. At first, I had thought that Dino actually took a picture of the judge. And that's why she was so angry. I mean, she flipped out and yelled at him in Italian, something like, what the hell are you doing? Don't you know this is strictly against the rules of the courtroom for anyone let alone you who are actually here on trial to take out your phone and take a picture. Maria is a native Portuguese speaker, so she understands a little bit of Italian. I clearly understood that the judge was saying he cannot take pictures inside the courtroom. And then Falcone approached, he looked at his phone. I guess he was seeing the picture and then they said he had to delete it right there in front of them. And Falcone immediately gets up, goes over and takes Dino's phone out of his hand. And suddenly it's like this public inquest about what did you take the picture of and what are we going to do about it? So it was kind of an interesting moment that the the court officials, (laughs) the judge, the prosecutor, they immediately recognized this was important and serious. And Falcone walked over and deleted the picture right there. Click, click, delete. He's literally on trial for being a serial rapist, and he has the nerve to take out his phone and take a picture in the courtroom? Yeah, it was completely bizarre. And after this whole picture thing, the judge had basically had enough of Dino, and so she threw him out of the courtroom and told him, don't come back until we summon you for your actual court proceeding. To obey the judge's order and get out of the courtroom, Dino and his lawyer had to walk right by where we were sitting. I felt the the balance shift, actually, he got up and left and very pointedly looked away from us and didn't acknowledge us and left the courtroom just moments after we had arrived. It felt like he was feeling vulnerable and he, he even wouldn't look at us. Because normally, if you're not paying attention to anything, when you're walking, you're looking in front, and he clearly turned his head to the other side Mm -hmm. to avoid us. My impression was that Maglia was throwing a a minor temper tantrum, is what it seemed like. Like, he he, he stormed out, and it was very childish. It was like a childish energy. The one distinction between today and when we testified is that he's technically a free man, and... I think seeing him have that agency, even though it's a very limited agency in the courtroom, 
was really anxiety inducing because this whole time I've thought, well, he's, he's a prisoner, he's behind bars. And so I think I'm just like Maria feeling the same anxiety because he just feels unpredictable right now, given that he's a free agent. While Dino was still kicked out of the courtroom, Falcone took it upon himself to call in some reinforcements for us. And that definitely made us all feel relieved. But after that moment, the carabinieri came into the courtroom and it was very clear from Falcone's gestures that he had orchestrated that to offer us some protection and have some surveillance. So at this point, the real deal trial that we had been waiting for was about to kick off. So the judges came in and took their seats. The lawyers got themselves set up. And Dino himself came back into the courtroom and took his seat. In the back row where I was sitting, Kate and Maria were next to me. They were supporting each other emotionally, physically, like literally next to each other, holding on to each other. So of those two days that were going to be the final argument days in court, Wednesday, the first day, was the day for the defense. And because of that, Kogo, Dino's lawyer, got up and began to give his defense. So finally, our backup started to show up. First, I saw Julio, one of the EFB reporters, walk in, say hi to everybody quietly, and then start taking notes about Dino's lawyer, Kogo's performance. Julio kept telling us that in Italy, you don't have to perform in court. There's no jury to convince. And so it was weird that Kogo's defense seemed kind of over the top. It was a bit theatrical. It was saying like, oh, well, the media have already judged my client and and he has already been presented as a guilty man. Kate, I know, had a hard time listening to it. Having this detailed account of, of what the lawyer said, I mean, it's every victim's, every survivor's most painful part is having your story denied by a man. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I know that we're approaching it very technically and looking at it from a lot of legal perspectives and that in many ways um, there's a lot of groundless arguments and that we can expect his lawyer to make those arguments. I mean, that his that is his job, is to deny. I'm just not at that point where hearing those denials under whatever setting, professional or legal or otherwise, is not deeply upsetting. So at the end of this session, the defense had basically rested. Court was adjourned. The weird part about leaving is that, remember, Dino was let free from his prison sentence before this trial. There is no restriction on him. So we walk out of the courthouse, he walks out, and suddenly we're like in each other's orbit. We're relatively close to one another. We're walking one direction, and there he is, rolling his suitcase away in the other. Seeing him just crossing the street with his suitcase, like he's here, he's around us, he could be anywhere. I was wondering if he was going to follow us or come find us where we were eating lunch or something like that. Yeah, it's really stressful to Mm -hmm. think about that.
That sounds super creepy. The whole day sounds exhausting, actually. Well, we were absolutely happy to get out of there because these women had to travel so far just to face down Dino in court again, and we were all glad that that was over. But none of us could really get the picture that he took out of our minds. So the next day, Thursday, Cecilia reached out to Falcone, the prosecutor's office, and asked him, hey, what was the deal with that picture? We went to a cafe where Cecilia broke the news. So here is the thing. Um, I messaged a prosecutor, like we discussed, and he said that, yes, um, Malio uh, did take a picture of you, from the, but you were very much in the background of you all. Uh, and he was forced to erase it so he doesn't have the pictures anymore. And when the judge got nuts, do you remember, like, the female judge? The female judge said, um, what are you doing? And he said mm, that uh, his plan was to share this picture with his lawyer so that his lawyer would just know that you were in court. Um, we think that, in a way, we understand that this is really scary for you, but prosecutors said that there is nothing to worry about, and he all believe that this thing will be actually used against him in a harsh way tomorrow. So I know that it's nothing that can make you feel better about it, but in a way, he did something stupid. Nobody expected him to be so stupid, and he, and he was, um, which is, you know, it's come time to court, and it's quite serious. Now, to me, Maria is basically the most savvy person in this entire story. So she knew right off the bat that even if Dino has claimed, hey, I've deleted this photo, you don't have anything to worry about, there are these recycled photo folders in most phones now so that if you delete a photo, you can go and recover it later if you want to undo that action. Also, when Dino got caught taking the picture, he claimed that it was so he could send it to his lawyer. And Maria wasn't buying that either. I have other questions that I didn't understand something. He said it was to show his lawyer, but his lawyer was there. Yeah, he has another lawyer in Apulia, but in any case, I think it's bullshit. I think that's just an excuse, and his intention was something else. I think he wanted to do something else with those pictures. Like what? Like send it to someone, someone else, so they would know how we're dressed or something, so someone could keep an eye on us or come after us for some reason or know where we're staying or something like that. It seemed like this whole situation with the picture really freaked everybody out. We had this really nice place in Padua booked through the weekend. And when Dino took the picture of Kate, Maria, and myself, it just threw a monkey wrench into everything. It made us consider, oh God, like maybe we need to get out of this town now. Maybe we need to not even wait to see guilty, innocent, what's the sentence? No, no, maybe we need to leave. I think we should all move out of the city tomorrow night. And it doesn't need to be, you know, on the moon. It can even just be Venice. But I think that here, it's sort of his territory, if we want to see it from also from an emotional point of view. Any other place in Italy, it's super safe from all point of view. So I definitely want to be there tomorrow. I mean, we're here. I'm with you. Um, it's going to be fine, for sure. But I'm thinking of going to Portugal right after, instead of staying here in Italy. So we were going to see it through. 
it was not acceptable to just leave at this point. We were on the doorstep of finishing this story, but we were also not going to hang around. And so we decided we're going to go see the verdict. We're going to see the whole thing through, but we're not going to stay in Padua a minute longer than we need to be there. And seeing the whole thing through meant staying for the verdict, no matter the outcome. Next time on Verified, a six-year battle for justice reaches its climax. I want to hear it from the judge's mouth, and I want to be there. And of course, there is the idea that, okay, what if the judge says he is innocent? I mean, many women have experienced that before. I have plenty of friends who are asking me that, what happens when, or if he says that. But I I don't know. All I know is that I will have showed up. I'm Natasha Del Toro, and this is Verified. This season of Verified is reported by Alessia Tarantula, Cecilia Onassi, and Giulio Rubino of IRPI, Investigative Reporting Project Italy. It's written and produced by me, Natasha Del Toro, Suzanne Reber, senior producer Dan Bloom, Bruce Edwards, Rachel Aronoff, Joey Fishground, and Shreya Nandi. Additional production by Grant Hill. Our editors are Peter Clowney, Gianna Palmer, and Ellen Weiss. Engineering by Casey Holford, Bruce Edwards, and Robin Wise. Our theme and original music are by Allison Leighton Brown. Special thanks to Andrew Haig for our collaboration with Ground Source. We are particularly grateful to the many women who spoke with us, both on and off the microphone, and trusted us to tell their story. Verified is created by Suzanne Reber and executive produced by Suzanne Reber, Ellen Weiss, Peter Clowney, and Chris Bannon. The show is produced by Scripps Washington Bureau in collaboration with Witness Docs, a Stitcher network. There's so much more for you to discover about this story and what's coming up on the show. You can find us on Twitter at VerPod and at VerifiedPod on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can write to us at VerifiedPod at Stitcher.com. If you like the show and believe in this kind of storytelling, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people discover Verified. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.